Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we're back. Episode 16 of the 1973 podcast. I'm here with the best tag team in the podcasting business, Thomas, Ed. We uh coming in a couple days late. I'm going to blame it on Ed. He, uh, I think he went outside to start his car and caught a cold. Is that what happened? Sure. <laughs> well, was Wasn't it, me. Uh... Wasn't me. <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> Isn't that a song? Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, you injured your knee in the Peterborough game, right, Ed? That's right. You know, now I settled in my kidneys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I was going. I was trying to lead you with the, with the slap shot uh, reference. You know, yeah. I mean, but some of us aren't allergic to the hair, you know, that hair, you yeah. know? Yeah. You know, the uh, hair, you know? So and his allergies have returned to, from the fans, you know? Yes. Yes. The, don't, don't waste all the good comedy. We got a whole half an hour to kill. So <laughs> uh, we're going to get right going and we're going to get into uh, what we usually start with is uh, this week's email. Not, not really so much of an email, more of a comment. And uh, I'll let you guys go around with, uh, with that after it gets it out there. All right. This is coming from Darren. Uh, Darren, good friend of ours uh, back home. Really appreciated the support. He says, "Congrats to everyone on your 15th episode from last week. Keep them rolling." I share I share the episode on Twitter, so uh, you know some big sponsors coming. Ha <laughs> ha! Keep it keep it up, my brothers. Thanks, Darren. We really appreciate it, man. It, it's it's nice to have you know longtime friend you know giving us support like that. We really do appreciate it. So thank you very much, man. You're good people, man. Thank you. Go ahead, Tom. Thanks. Yeah, I just want to say thanks to Darren for uh, the comments. Nice, nice comments. And uh, hopefully people keep supporting us and uh, keep hitting the like button. Keep watching. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a sponsor or two somewhere down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of things happening over the course of the last like uh, two weeks. Uh, stuff in the work stuff we can't really talk about yet. Uh, some other stuff. Um, but the Facebook page has been blowing up over the last week. I couldn't believe like how, how it went from like a hundred people to like 1500 people within a week. And so, you know, there, there's some, some traction there and, you know, we try to keep up with everything and uh, try to keep up with the comments on uh, YouTube when, when I see them and when the guys see them. So just keep sending everything, send your, you know, send your questions into the email and uh, you know, we're here to have as much fun as possible. And, uh, you know, keeping it very light. This it's it's not uh, malicious at all. We're just trying to have as much fun as as we can. Just keeping in touch with uh, the buddies and and people that we've uh, you know maybe we haven't talked to in a while. I know they watch the podcast and uh, we've gotten a couple of emails from them too. So I appreciate everything. I mean, it's like the little engine that could. Um, we're just we're just here grinding away by having fun in the process, and uh, you know. We're on a we're on a shoestring budget, and then I think it's kind of cool in a way. Shoestring, so. I'm thinking fishing line budget. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe something even smaller than that. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. Probably about five pound test. You know, catching those minnows and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a lot of stuff um, th that we've been trying to touch on. Uh, you know, the Stanley Cup's winding down. Um, we'll probably start talking a little bit more of the stuff. Uh, kind of heavy on the hockey, you know, since after the Super Bowl, since the playoffs started. 
Um, so, you know, once football season starts, I'm sure these guys will be all into it with that and maybe some college stuff too. So, you know, stay tuned week to week and, uh, you know, we'll, let's dive right into uh, the first two games of the Stanley cup. I was t- telling Tom, I was totally blown away by, um, you know, the, the effort from the Knights. Um, they look fantastic. Uh, it goes to show you, uh, and I was talking to the phantom today, Goaltending does not win you Stanley Cups. It is a total team effort because uh, there's been guys that have won Stanley Cups that they've had that one moment in the sun, and it's not like they're Brodeur or Patrick Roy or, or even Dominic Cass that couldn't get over the hump until he got to Detroit. So uh, as much as they they blame uh, my Flyers for Stanley, uh, for not having a goalie to go after Stanley Cups, I think it's all, it's all bullshit. I think if you look at, like, where Hill was drafted and the guys that, you know, they had to go through to get to him, to get in the lineup. It doesn't always uh, matter to have a stud back there. I think you just need a like-minded individual that's rowing the oars with everybody else on the team and buying in. And, uh, you know, there are, you know, stories within this Stanley Cup to talk about. you got Quick and Kessel on the bench and Cassidy's the head coach. And I was telling some people today that, is that the thing that was Bergeron and uh, Krejci, not, uh, yeah, David Krejci, the um, the Cassidy guys that he was kind of pushing to the side like Quick and Kessel, and they didn't like that, and they weren't willing to buy in like Kessel and, and Quick sitting there and watching the young guys play and maybe riding the Stanley Cup. So there's a story there, you know, with the Kachuk stuff, the hits. So if you guys want to – take some of that stuff and kind of yeah. push it all together yeah. and, and roll with sure, it. Sure, sure. Now, I'm going to jump in here first, Tommy, if you don't mind. Um, you know, I mean, I thought that hit last night, I mean, that was just a – I thought that that was going to be a momentum changer last night. It Because, it, it, you know, I got in a little late from work, and, uh, you know, and, and it seemed like the Knights just jumped on them really quick. And I thought that that was going to be kind of like that, you know, um, McSorley hit uh, that happened in the forum back in 93. Um, you know, where it kind of, you know, and I, th- I believe that that's the one where the glass popped out in the forum, I think. And you probably remember, Tom, you will too. My memory's a little bit, uh, you know, sideways and turned upside down. And sometimes the brain doesn't work exactly brain. So, you concussion know, protocol. that's right. I'm in concussion protocol all my life now. <laughs> uh, anyway, but I just thought, I mean, I thought it, I thought, you know, I thought that the first game, I thought it, it went exactly like how I thought it was going to go. I thought that the Knights, they've been playing that grind it just on it hockey they didn't have nine days off um and, and that kind of went as as i expected it to um you know last night i mean it, it just it got out of control quick and it, it just it but i thought that that, that hit was going to change it and it didn't so thomas yeah i i tell you the uh the knights are they're just four lines deep i mean florida has four lines but not like the Knights, man, they just wear you down. They're just, I mean, Florida's hitting, out hitting them in both games, but Florida's losing their composure. It's like they're kind of going out of their way and taking themselves out of place for hits. I mean, not that Kachuk hit. That Kachuk hit was, that was a clean hit. I, I just think they gave them the penalties to try to calm everything down. But uh, it's just Bobrovsky hasn't played well. I mean, like Andy said, goalies, Unless they stand on the head, they're not going to win you the cup, but they can lose you the cup. And he's his save percentage right now in two games is in the low eight, uh, 80 percentage. He's like, it's just, 
and they're not going to win with Lions. I mean, no. And I also, I also think that the that defense on one of those goals last night. I mean, like it, it, it was like the Red Sea was parting last night. Like all of a sudden, that puck went down in the corner, and all of a sudden, freaking, all three guys stepped away from him, and he walked right to the net and just put it in. I mean, you, that's not playoff hockey. That's like, you know, that's preseason hockey stuff, you know? Yeah. And there's no excuse for that at this point in the season. It's the Stanley Cup. Like, it, it really matters. And, and like, you know, defensive breakdowns in your own zone, that's just unacceptable. You can't have that in playoff hockey, period. Yeah. Um, do you guys care to comment on what I was talking about, about the, the Cassidy philosophy that I, I kind of brought up about the veteran thing? Tom, you want to take that one? I don't think that had any. I don't think that had anything to do with the Bruin situation. I think, I to be honest with you, I think Bergeron was one of the guys that actually was one of his guys that had the locker room for him. I think what happened was the younger guys kind of revolted, and Bergeron just went with the flow where he's going going to go with the players over the management. Like they say, you're not going to fire the players. So I, I, I but this shows that Cassidy will play. I mean, he doesn't care if you're a veteran he doesn't care if what how how many years you've been in the league if he's going to put out the people who want who he thinks he has the best chance to win with um go ahead ed take it i i mean that i just to piggyback on that i mean like that that's how you win right you put the best players out on the ice right i mean if you have four solid lines that you just keep rolling over the boards and and each line brings that intensity that and they're all stepping up and i mean look and if you have two veterans i mean those guys have won Stanley Cups on the ice, if I am correct. I, I know Kessel for sure. Um, you know, right. and so, so why, I mean, look, you've already won your cup. Like you, you're, you're bringing stuff into the dressing room about, okay, boys, this is what we need to do. And like, they're walking the walk, you know, and they're talking the talk, like, look, this is how we're going to win. And look, we don't mind if we're sitting. I mean, you know, Kessel can sit up in the box eating a hot dog, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that it's really hard for him to do that. He's got <laughs> he's got two Stanley Cups. Quick's got two. Um, uh, is it Peter Angelo's on defense for them? Does he yes. have, doesn't he have a cup with St. Louis? Yeah. So they it's not like they don't have guys that actually can pump ties if need be or keep guys you know on the straight and narrow if they need to. But I, I know everybody's all over Eichel for his talent, but the, my guy on that team is Macho. So. That guy is so much fun to watch. When I went to that game live and I he stood out like that guy just if he was on a big market team, more people would know who he is. If he was on Colorado or the Blackhawks or Detroit or the Rangers or, Tampa. or even the Bruins, if the Bruins had him, they, people would that would be one of their favorite Who? Who, <laughs> who got bounced out in the first round? Bruins who? Nation, right over who? here. <laughs> who? Well, I mean, I don't don't make me get the megaphone down so you guys can hear me fifteen hundred miles away. <laughs> and the thing is, is and I love Las Vegas. Is um, whoever does their Twitter is spot on, and they were trolling Florida last night because that's who they got Marshall Salt from in the expansion draft was Florida, and they actually pulled a thing like the, from the uh, from the uh, Las Vegas Knights select from Las, from the Florida Panthers, Jonathan Marshall, and I mean. I just love that. Very, very uh, well played. I mean, if, if you're trolling like everybody should to have as much fun as possible and, and rattle cages for the people that are super sensitive, which 
that's that's not, that's not our crew by any means. No, uh, no. have skin leather, baby. If, no, skin. if you've seen some locker room antics and some some road trips, you, you you're not sensitive in this group. Wasn't there, wasn't there a wasn't there an animal that get that uh that may or may not have been a person that made it look like uh, an animal that killed, killed in a bathtub in Montreal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe that was the hair pants incident. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's so many that we could rattle off a list. We could probably do a whole half an hour podcast just on those stories. Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> trips, multiple trips to Canada, doom buggy trips, uh uh pull over we want to bless you yeah all that all that stuff so we'll we'll try to stay on the hockey topic but uh uh, news went through the nhl uh that a lot of people weren't too happy with with babcock coming back to uh coach columbus i think it uh made a lot of people really irritated because uh they 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 think he's kind of a bully. You know, you hear these stories about what he's done to some guys, like the, the Chelios thing at the Winter Classic and, and all that other stuff. So uh, with Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Liney already in Columbus, uh, is that a good fit for Babcock coming back there, or is that just low-hanging fruit? I think this is low-hanging fruit. I think, he's, I think it's going to end up – in a very bad explosion and I'm going to have my popcorn here and I'm going to just sit here and watch it and enjoy it because my team's not going to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. I think out of, uh, if you had to put a list of, um, all 32 teams, 33 teams, uh, and, uh, you put a pecking order of interest. Columbus is way down at the bottom. They have players that I like, but that just, that team does not move me in any way. I think I, I'd, if somebody said you could either go see a game somewhere and, and you get your pick, I think Columbus would be like one of the last picks. I mean, I'd rather go to Phoenix to see a game than I think I would enjoy myself way more than going to see a Blue Jackets game. And that's just, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't see that in and uh, very well. I mean, uh, I think if you're going to bring back a coach with that kind of reputation and bring back Quinville before you bring back Babcock, give him another chance. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I got two points to kind of piggyback on it, but yeah, kind of shift ahead. it a little bit. Hey, um, you know, I mean, I, you've got a great point uh, via text message earlier in the week about kind of like that fourth tier kind of thing uh, that, and also about, you know, the possible, you know, move to, to, uh, you know, to, to Utah. I want to kind of address that point, which, you know, and we'll spin it back to, you know, Stanley Cup in a second. But, I mean, look, there's no way, you know, on a top four sport that that should not be on ABC. It, it, that should be on a major network. Even though TNT is now kind of like a major network, it's not like, you know, back, you know, at the Omni in Atlanta, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's I, – I don't think that that – I mean, it should be, you know – when the ratings have dipped the way that they have, I mean, like, why are you putting it on kind of like a second tier cable station? I don't understand that. You know, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like you should really be pushing your, your media partners being ABC, you know, and ESPN, like where it should be able to find. I mean, you know, and I mean, and so look, I'm a big proponent of title nine, you know, look, women's sports have a place too. not a problem with that. But like, if you, if, I mean, if you can't get on the big network, then you should be on ESPN, and that should be front and center for all seven games, period. That's my I, thought. Boys, I'm going to toss it to you. 
Well, I, I think that I have two points with that. Uh, I think the Stanley Cup should always be, even if you didn't watch any of the rounds because you weren't, you didn't have access to a paid streaming network or you didn't have 6, 10, and 12 should always have the finals. NBC, CBS, ABC should always have the finals no matter what because there's probably a person like my mother that doesn't have a crap load of cable access or whatever that would probably enjoy if she, after Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy is done, that she could just roll right into watching the Stanley Cup and she would probably watch all seven games if it went seven, just out of convenience because right, right. It, it, there's nothing else on and uh, she's not going to go stream something or watch a series. So for that crowd, especially in Florida where it's a retirement community, they should have access to that stuff very easily. You should not have to pay to watch the Stanley Cup when it gets that far. No way. It should be accessible to everybody. And that the point that we're going to piggyback off of that is uh, the Phantom was telling me that the owner of the um, Utah Jazz was talking to Batman, wanting to have a meeting with him because he says that he can market the Coyotes if they let him have the Coyotes in a way that it's actually more lucrative for an owner to have, let's say, the uh, 42 home games or the uh, at least 40 home games on regular network TV. They can sell more ads that way than to sell the rights for a season to a streaming network. So with that being said, if, if he's ahead of the curve with that, why are they still going to – why do you have to download an app to watch your favorite team? Why can't you be able to watch your favorite team, whether it's local or not, easier than than having to pay for it? Okay, maybe you want to pay for out-of-market games or whatever, but if, if That's I'm – That's different. Yeah, right. That's if different. I, I don't understand it because – if I don't have nothing, but I pay for the um, the ESPN app to watch all the games, I can't watch Bruins games. I got to go through TSN through through the back door to watch. You go through Canada. I actually like watching the games on TSN better because they're not so biased, and the announcements better, and they give you a deep, more deeper cuts. When, right. You know, they give you more inside stuff that you know they don't they don't cut away from the national anthem to talk about. 20 minutes of bullshit while you, I want to see the national anthem, especially if uh, um, Lauren Hart sings in Philly and stuff like that. I, I get a kick out of that stuff. And, yeah. You know, I want to hear her sing God Bless America with Kate Smith. They cut away from that in the U.S. I, even if you have the, the Flyers broadcast in the U.S., they cut away from it. And, but if I watch it on TSN or Roger Sportsnet, they show the whole thing. It, it's right. crazy. There's a difference between pride and, and selling just – uh, filibustering before a game starts. If you you know all the stuff that's going on, if you're following that team, so Tom, what what do you got? I totally agree with everything you just said, except <laughs> for the fact that it's Utah, so they're not going to get. The, they've only got one team, and they've got an NBA team, and they're never going to have a baseball team. I mean, they may have a minor league team, but I don't just I don't think anyone wants to go to Utah. Yeah. Um, just to stay on the Stanley Cup topic before we roll. Um, now, next game's in Florida, game three. If they get blown out, it's going to be a sweep. I'm yep. calling it. Yep. They could have just, just maxed out all their, you know, 
uh, series wins and beating these teams, and it's kind of all for nothing. If you you, you kind of eliminated all the teams and you know gave the Knights just a, a layup at the end, I mean you're getting blown out. You're not even in any of the games close. I mean, uh, I, I, I think the um, the save that Hill made. I mean that's that's a oh, yeah. that's a momentum swing right there. I mean, Cousins had two swipes at it. Yeah, I mean, he made the six save. He had a second whack at it, and they batted it out of the air, out of the you know, out of the zone. So, credit to them the way they're playing. So, uh, anything to add to this whole series before we kind of move on? Yeah, well, this is the game right here for uh, Florida. I mean, if the, this is the game where they'll get the last change, they can match up a little better if they feel they have a better matchup somewhere. If they didn't do like you say. If they don't win Game Three, it's they're done. It's a sweep. Ed, agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I don't, I don't think that um, you know, when you go down three zero and Stanley Cup or in the finals, it, like there's, there's really no coming back from that. Yeah. And um, you know, and I, I just, you know, I really thought that, that game one, I thought that it was going to be rink rust anyway, which that's how it played out. But last night was just, t- just a total, just abomination. And you know, and I really thought that that hit was going to change the momentum last night, it, you know, because big hits like that, there's not like big hits like that in the NHL anymore, um, you know, or, or really in any sports. They're really trying to turn it into powder puff shenanigans and stuff like that, you know, taking a look at every single big hit. And, you know, that's part of the game. You don't skate with your head down, you know, and that's on you, man. Like in any sport, like you play football, you don't run with your head down. You know, you get out on the ice, you don't skate with your head down. I mean, like like Grape says, you don't skate through the trolley tracks, man. <laughs> You know, yeah, and it was almost right at it was almost classic right at the blue line, you know. So, you know, uh, we'll we'll cap off uh, the first two games of the cup, and we'll probably when we reconvene for the next episode, we might have the whole thing wrapped up. So, we'll be able to, you know, kind of put a bow on the hockey season for the rest of you know the summer. But with that being said, we're going to talk a little wrestling, we're going to start transitioning over a little bit, and uh. Just that perfect time, and the first episode of Dark Side of the Ring dropped, and I'm a big fan of the show. I think they do a great job without, you know, having access to a lot of footage because I know a lot of people don't want to get involved with that, uh, you know, because I guess it's touchy subjects, and they don't want to ruffle feathers, especially if they still have ties to WWE. So first episode was about Chris Candido, the three of us, Saw ECW many a times. Many times. Many, many times. times. A lot of good times. A lot of, uh, you know, they came through our area once a month. We used to go on the regular. Uh, I like Chris Candido. I was a big triple threat guy. Uh, him, Shane Douglas, and Bam Bam. I thought that was one of the best uh, heel groups at the time that nobody saw. Um, so Chris Candido, very likable guy. Uh, grew up a wrestling fan, used to make belts at home, but, you know, used to buy the wrestling magazines, watch it on TV, same age as us. He would have been 50 this year, I believe. So it's kind of sad when you look at, you know, how his life went. So I want to get you both of you guys, I want to get your takeaways from that first episode. Go ahead. Ed? All right, I'm going to toss it to you, Tom. I, I... Okay. Oh, well, I thought it was awesome. I, I loved how they started out in the beginning and the story where he, he and his friend both lied to their parents t- saying they were staying at each other's houses. They jump on a bus and they go to wrestle and then they come back. And then the 
the story itself was really sad. And I mean, I feel really bad for him because for somebody that wanted, that was his dream always was to be a pro wrestler and then to get it and then to know what was going on behind the scenes with Sonny and Shawn Michaels and other guys in the back, you can't really say anything because or do anything because it's going to ruin your career because they are pretty much running the show at that point when that all happened. I mean, it's, it's, it was such a tough spot to go in and it's just, it was such a sad story. And I was reading about how the dark side of the ring, the producers, they wanted to interview Tammy for this and she couldn't because she's going to trial for uh, the car accident that killed the lady. So she couldn't talk. She said, I guess she told them at the, on the advice of her attorneys, she couldn't speak. So, but it, it was, that was one of the really good ones that I've seen. I haven't watched, I haven't watched it in a few months, but that one there was really good. Uh, you know, I mean, I remember going, uh, Andy, well, we, what was that? The, um, the, the armory that we used to go to right outside Fall of River. Boston. Fall River? No, no, or, no. Or the one in Waltham. Waltham. Yeah. Well, I mean, we used to go to Waltham and I mean, we, we went to ECW, what, four or five times, I think. Oh, a bunch just, of times. I mean, just, we went know, to, it, me and Tom went to Philly twice, uh, to that arena. And that was, a absolute experience. Uh, it, it, it is. Yeah. If you, we went there two times and both shows ended up in a riot in the crowd. I mean, it, 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 you can even see us on the, <laughs> on crossing the line again. Uh, the Shane Douglas main event with the, the Philly cops rushed the stands and everything. And <laughs> my father was there and it was, it's funny. It's funny looking back on it now, but, uh, you know, and so I, I mean, I just, you know, I, and I forgot how young he was, you know, it was, he died when he was what? 33. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and to see like, I mean, I remember seeing him live. I mean, you know, and like, being regular sized guys, you know, I mean, and to see some of those guys like with Shane Douglas, you know, I mean, even Taz at five eight, Taz was like what two fifty, yeah. And like to see that, you know, with the Waltham Armory and stuff like that, and you know, and to see like all that stuff kind of, you know, with her getting locked, you know, her being there and all the stuff and the drugs and and like everybody trying to bang her and everything like that, and people were banging her and stuff like that, and, and you know, to circle back to Tom's point, you know, and and like. Um, you know, it was going to wreck his career if he did say something. And it kind of circles to, to, you know, another wrestler, you know, like Macho Man, you know, I mean, you know, you know, he, you know, Candido kind of just only had a, you know, cup of coffee in the big time, you know. And I mean, there's a reason why Macho Man used to kind of like lock Elizabeth in the room because he knew what those guys were all about in the back, you know, and to see that and to see, you know, and, and that part when his brother takes him up, takes us up to the room in the episode and shows like, you know, his artwork and just, you know, I mean, like, look, I mean, I, I mean, I was a complete goofball when I was growing up. And I mean, I had the WWE, you know, wrestling album, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, I get it. Like, it's kind of like where I come from, you know, I totally get it, you know, and to have and like to actually, you know, he actually could like, you know, see his dream. And I mean, I remember seeing him live and, you know, some of those house shows, the guys aren't as crisp, you know, and, and it's not as refined and it's not quite as fast, but you know, like, man, he was quick and fast and it was crisp and it, and it, and like he would, you could like, it was, it just flowed really like it's supposed to, you know, and just sad to see that he died at such an early age, you know? Yeah. When they say a uh, student of the game, we'll put him in that category. Cause he used yeah. to wear the Terry Funk knockoff trunks and he would do like a little homage to like different wrestlers that he liked. He would do like 
the Terry Funk like walk and he would do the Ric Flair face bump and he would do a lot of the Roddy Piper kind of like the eye poke and, and things like that. So there was like a lot of, uh, you know, little, little hints like, Hey, if you guys get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. But um, one of the things that they say about him is kind of like along the Billy Graham thing. He was a little bit ahead of his time because if he was wrestling now at that size, he'd probably be like a, a, a world champion in AEW, yeah. even WWE. I mean, with his skill set yeah. and his size, he was undersized then, but he was—he'd probably be decent sized dude now. You know, compared to like yeah. a Debbie Allen or an Orange Cassidy or those guys, he, 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 and he could outwork those guys out psychology. I thought that the, the takeaway for me from that was two things: was um, how it seemed like they wanted Tammy, but they hated Chris, so they pushed him out. It's almost like they pushed him out, like to make him leave because they wanted her all to themselves. It almost seemed like that was kind of uh, what what the the story kind of told, at least from my end. Like he was there and he would love being there, but they kind of like said, "Oh, we don't like this guy," so they got rid of him. So, and that's how he ended up in ECW. But blah blah blah. And my other takeaway was, who the hell was his doctor that let told this guy he could fly after a surgery? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody nobody addresses that. Like, you're okay to fly. Everybody knows you can't get on a plane after you have surgery. Yeah, that's and then the, he gets the blood clot off a, well, a broken, broken ankle. Yeah. What? You die at 33 yeah. from a broken ankle because you got on a plane to fly home. But pulmonary embolisms, man, are no joke, man. I know somebody that's uh, pretty close and near and dear to my heart down here. Um, you know, he had an injury on a on a leg and. Uh, went in and had it surgically repaired and surgery went well and everything like that. And, you know, seven days later, I mean, like he was wheezing, trying to put, and he didn't even fly and he, you know, and, and like this dude can bring some heat, man. And, uh, you know, he, he was, you know, he was out of breath tying a shoe. I can't imagine, you know, all of a sudden hopping on an airplane, you know, so it's no joke, you know, surgery, surgery, you know? So uh, we got probably about five minutes left. So we, we're going to leave, a little bit of the wrestling stuff for next week. Um, Tom, we're going to get your fantasy picks for the week. All right. Uh, I'm going to go right into this week because last week was kind of a bust because the guy I picked for my pitcher got rained out, so only pitched once. So I'm doubling down this week, and I'm going with Shane McClanahan as my player of the week for pitching. He already pitched once. He pitched yesterday against the Red Sox, and he pitched well. He had uh, 13 points. And uh, his next game is, uh, I think, Friday against Texas. I think he's going to end up 2-0. My batter of the week, I'm going ex-Red Sox guy. I'm going with Mookie Betts. He's on fire lately. His last seven games, he's batting 371 with uh, seven seven runs, six RBIs, four stolen bases. So uh, I'm picking uh, Mookie. He's got six games for Cincinnati and Philly, and both of them are band boxes. So I think he's going to have a big week. So w- let's jump right into because we got about four minutes left. We'll go yep. uh, album pick of the week. It's not, the is week. it the rest? It's the wrestling album. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Land of a thousand pilots. Hey, look at that. Don't tell the pilots. Core. It's <laughs> uh, came out in 1992. Uh, the useless fact for this album was that it was named after the apple that was featured in the story of Adam and Eve in the Bible for some reason. <laughs> and uh, so bad. my favorite songs from that album dead and bloated wicked guarding uh creep plush 
Cracker Man. I mean, that's my favorite, by far my favorite Stone Temple Pilot album. Yeah, that that album was hot when it came out. I mean, that was there are people that weren't even into grunge that that bought that album. Uh, they they hit it so hot with that first album, and and uh, never seen. Yeah, they never seem to catch as much uh, heat with any of the other albums after that. And in fighting in the band and blah, 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 Scott Weiland, and we know the whole deal. Add thoughts on that yeah. album? Oh, I mean, I think it was great. You know, I mean, I have to say probably, you know, Dead and Bloated, probably one of my favorite, Creep, you know. I, I mean, I like Wicked Garden, River, you know, Where the River Goes, that type of thing. Just, you know, I mean, from top to bottom, I mean, there's not really like a hole in, an, in that album where you're like, ah, this song. There's not really like a throwaway song. Ah, this song sucks. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. ah, skip to the next one, you know? I just yeah. thought they did it really. And I mean, now if I remember correctly, I mean, I, like, you know, they played a Lollapalooza, right? I mean, and that kind of, I think, really kind of pushed them along, really kind of got them kind of like put that hook in there. And I mean, I, I'd have to say that for the three of us, you know, and the Phantom, this is probably, you know, rolling a hockey kind of music or let's go to the Strand of Lupos type of, type of an album, you know, that yeah. type of thing. Or other places, play, or other you know? places in on Federal Hill, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I may have, may or may not have been there once or twice in my lifetime. We should you have know? never have left. We should have never have left. Well, you know, there's a there's a tooth somewhere out there with the tooth fairy just talking. Just you know, <laughs> that's a whole other whole another episode. You know, I believe that that man has. You know, he was not immobile. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that could be a, our dark side of the ring story right there. That yeah. Yeah. bleed all yeah, over him. Let him know you're there. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, he's gonna. You know, I think he was going up the river somewhere. You know, uh, he's gonna try to find. You know, uh, you know, Colonel Walter Kurtz. I think that, and yeah. I think that he. Uh, you know, I think he got smacked in the mouth. He been. He didn't zig when he zagged. We gotta we gotta wrap this up. We got about a minute left, so uh, we're just gonna uh, say it was a quick episode. It went by kind of quick, so hopefully we can get another one uh, back to you real quick and and make up for lost time. But uh, this was a deep dive week. We had a lot of stuff going on, so we'll make up for it next time. So from the three of us, we'll see you next time. See you guys. Yeah. Hit like. Yeah, like Thank it. You. Hit